And I went to the University of Florida, chomp, chomp, go Gators. <laughs> I was there in the Tebow days. I stood next to him in a Chick-fil-A is my claim to fame. God's athlete with God's food. Beatitudes. Welcome everybody to the show, The Beatitudes. We are so grateful to be here with you. The Beatitudes is a show that takes this crazy world we live in and gives a roadmap for Christian men to be funnier and holier <laughs> all at the same time. Am I pushing it? No, no, it's a roadmap. I agree. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Here's the playbook. That's you it. can, you know, learn vicariously what you like, what you don't like. <laughs> yeah. Pointed at me, double pointed at me. <laughs> I think that's appropriate <laughs> i think part of the pattern for this uh this this recipe is sit in a semicircle uncomfortably close facing outward so mm -hmm. that you don't have to lock eyes too much oh, there it is there, yeah, there it comes yeah. yes you want to share microphones <laughs> uh i hope you're watching on youtube so my name is jeff shufflebein um really pronounce that last name that's great yeah it's german i don't say it right <clears throat> i'm one of the co-hosts of the beatitudes which makes me a dude and i'm joined by three other dudes two of whom started the show with me paul Kolker. howdy howdy Hey man, great to be here. After I mean, we we were talking about bad dudes a year and a half ago. And right, look at us. right. Looks it's happening. like we made, made it. it. <laughs> Sorry, I can't, I can't maintain that level of eye contact. <laughs> what gets really far, to, really weird at this part where I say, "Look, look how, how far we come." come yeah, no, like <laughs> he raised his eyebrows at me. And speaking of eyebrows, biggest eyebrows in the West, Nick Besner. I'm Nick Besner. <laughs> And I have eyebrows, and every caricature artist also knows that I have eyebrows. When we do the, uh, what do you call those puppets that are made of wood? Marionettes. When we do that version of our show, yours is going to be awesome. Mine's going to be shirtless. Wait, wait, wait. What do you mean when, when <laughs> you, you have never discussed this before? It's going to be a reverse Simpsons at the end. They're going to pop down. I'm going to hire some uh, marionettists, and they're going to do this that finger dance thing that makes the you dance around. Oh, I love goodness. it. Right? Okay. I'm in for it. No, I'm yeah, I'm all for it. I just thought maybe you had discussed this previously, and I missed oh. it. Oh, no. Oh, no, Paul. No. That's no, just out of the mind of Jeff. When we do is just how it becomes the thing later. Yeah. No, you speak it into existence. I speak it on this incredible microphone. And that is where the Holy Spirit channels it into the roadcaster. That's, <laughs> that's how electronics work. Hey. Yes. Speaking of speaking things into existence. Well, tighten it up because I feel like Bobby's about to make a run for it. So just don't let him get to the I door. I got it. Okay. I got it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Nick is very tough, Bobby. Um, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the show, and we have an incredible guest, Bobby Angel. Welcome to the show, buddy. It's good to be here. I don't know how I got here. I just walked into the building, and here I am. He yeah. walked in, he's like, this is super swanky. And I was like, do you think we work out of a garage? Like, we're a, <laughs> we're a big deal. And Jeff said, here, sit here. Here's a microphone. Here's headphones. <laughs> Go. <laughs> Record. <laughs> when he pulled out his rosary, everybody pulled out their rosary so we wouldn't be one-upped. So Yeah. Hey, Bobby, what's the name of your podcast? So my wife and I started a standalone podcast called Conversations with Jackie and Bobby. What does that mean, a standalone podcast? That means it's separate from any other ministry entity because we do a lot of uh, Ascension Presents videos. Ah, that makes more sense to me now. Got so it. this is like our own long form, whatever we want it to be. We've met so many interesting people in ministry around the world. It's like people need to know their, their stories. Yeah. So three fourths of the the episodes are other us interviewing, talking with other people. 
Very cool. We have a standalone podcast too. Nobody has claimed us. <laughs> but we're always open. <laughs> Brought to you by Conversations with Jackie and Bobby. Uh, it's got meta. Yeah. <laughs> the network is growing. Can I it just got metanoia? You? Yes. Yeah. You know what? Metanoia is my new word of the day. Mm. What does it mean? Use Paul? it in it a means sentence. Conversion. Uh, I would like to metanoia your. Not a nope. verb. Nope. Not yep. a, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> saying, saying it that way is a little metanoying. <laughs> throw that out there you did <laughs> well the real meta thing that's happening is your podcast yours and your wife's the standalone podcast and our standalone podcast are both hosted by spoke street media so uh we can be found on the same page go to spokestreet.com is the website i believe it is <laughs> <laughs> let me, sorry Kyle. let me fact check you on that look at it while we're talking here um <laughs> Question for you, and I'm not trying to put you in a weird position. Have you ever uh, brought in a patron saint or dedicated the podcast to a patron saint? Is there something that, that resonates, or is this maybe I'm planting seeds for the future? Um, I got the website right. No, I am in an awkward situation at a very tiny table. So while yeah, I'm here. Let's just keep it going. Keep rolling. <laughs> Lean uh, into it. Lean. Did you just <laughs> slap his leg? Yeah. I, I, okay, Colin, that was Nick who, who said, yeah. Just I, can't, I can't tell who. It's a, it's a tiny table. Um. Oh, sorry. Uh, Father Capon. Tell me more about Father Capon. Father Emil Capon. Capon, depending oh. on if you're in the in the proper state or not, was a Korean War chaplain okay. who wow. was kidnapped, prisoner of war, and was a mighty witness to his, uh, his fellow prisoners, to the inmates, um, and was killed over there in, in uh, Korea and I believe has received like the highest award one can receive for um, a military chaplain. He was the first episode we did outside of like the opening welcome episode. Sure. Was uh, an episode with a friend of ours, family friend of ours, whose son died and was like returned to life through the intercession of Father Capon. Whoa. So he is like on his way to sainthood. This is a verified miracle by the Vatican. Wow. Wow. He was doing a race, like a 5K or longer, maybe. I think it was like a half marathon or marathon. And like he's a young guy who's in his 20s and like died, like a heart failure. Yeah. And they just started praying over him. Like it was family found out. His cousins like realized something was wrong. They went and started praying over him. And um, he's a servant of God. Or I guess he's on the way. Well, servant of God means you're in the process. He, I know. He's definitely a servant of God, but he's yeah. got at least one miracle, I wow. think, would make him venerable. Oh, yeah. Or, yeah, blessed, maybe. I don't know the status right now. Okay. And I'm just trying to find Kansas. His stock is looking good. Bye, bye, bye. I'm long on Emil Capon. Father Emil Capon. Emil Capon, Capon. And his family actually gave us a challenge coin of, oh, of wow. him. The military challenge. The military yeah. challenge coin. So every episode we go to record, I put that challenge coin out nice. in front of the like where we're seated. That Can is... you go home and get it? Right <laughs> now. <show. laughs> we'll just push <laughs> I would like that also on this show. So uh, he's he's um like Maximilian Colby, we both my wife and I have a deep um, love for him. He's a patron of communications. Um but Father Capon is also one of those like you're you're following us for some reason and so that that too is is the goal of the podcast is to showcase just different 
miraculous stories we've we've been blessed to meet, like signs and wonders and, and stuff that most people don't know. Like we interviewed a mom whose son died but came back to life after like 60-plus minutes. He should have been dead. He should have been brain dead. Or wow. Came wow. back to life through the intercession of Fulton Sheen. Verified yep. miracle. I love it. I've heard, yeah, I think I think my wife told me that story after listening to your podcast. Um, yeah, that that is wild. And and people these days don't think miracles happen or that these right. Yeah, that that God is directly intervening in the world. That's amazing. Well, I got you guys a Colby for our show. Oh, that's like a little Colby awesome. patron saint. I can throw it up on this camera here, but I forgot I had hit it like a week ago after we dedicated <laughs> our show to Colby. So I love talking about Colby, but. You talking just reminded me that we're going to have a Colby statue back there. So cool. Not a challenge coin, though. Can you, for the rest of us listening, explain a challenge coin? You want to explain it? Yeah, well, it's, uh, I know that, that it's at least a, it's a military tradition. Um, a lot of it boils down to, like, showing up in a bar, essentially, um, after a, a, you know, PT or whatever it is that they're doing for the day. They go in, throw down the challenge coin. And um, it basically determines who pays, ends up paying for the drinks, right? Like it's, it's kind of a, it could be a number of things, right? It can be like, if you don't have it on you, you have to do pushups or if you don't, yeah, right. It's like, I'm dedicated to always have like committed to have it. This is just truly a military thing that then becomes a relic because you have somebody who's on their way to sainthood. Oh yeah. Well, cause he was, he was a military chaplain. Yeah. Got it. My literally, my brain was going to like, where did I not hear about in the church challenge coins? <laughs> and I'm like, come on, this is, seems like something that it would be easy to know. Thank you. It's yep. under it's under the indulgences uh, section of the catechism. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the challenge coin is military yeah. tradition, military tradition. But then, because we have chaplains in the military, and then because he lives such a, a an obviously saintly life that now has him on the road to sainthood. I mean, that becomes. A, a baptized tradition in a sense, right? Like, or a baptized relic in the, in the sense that it was his or, or at least he touched it. And that's, that's incredible. That's very cool. It was, it was one of those instances where, um, he was ministering to everyone, including his captors. Wow. So there was a clear sense of like when ordered to, I think, execute him, some of the guards couldn't bring themselves to do it. Yep. Wow. That's very like Saints Peter and Paul right there, mm-hmm. just being in chains, being being held captive. And yeah, wow, that is beautiful. Yeah, you love your enemies. <laughs> yeah. So take us back. How do we get to the point where you now have this podcast that uh, you're also involved? I mean, you're dropping some big names. Ascension presents films and, and videos you do. But who, who's Bobby and, and then who's the Bobby Jackie that turns into this, uh, this kind of ministry? The Bo Jackie. Is that what it is? No. Mr. Bo Jackie? In the, in the beginning. I'm a, I'm a Florida man. You can Google me for all sorts of... Nice. You've done, nice. you've done quite a few things over the years. Fun stories about me. And um, born and raised Tampa Bay, cradle Catholic. Grew up um, in the faith at a very elderly skewed parish. So mm-hmm. I thought being in the faith meant you go to mass and you help out a bingo. Yep. And... That was as dynamic as it got until a friend invited me to a youth ministry program at her parish uh, when I was in high school, had a really profound conversion late in high school. So I was all in. College was dating, discerning the priesthood for the first time. Like, I like girls a lot. Like This isn't going to work, but <laughs> God's still following me and following me and, and beckoning me to pursue this, like pursue this question of the priesthood and ran away from, from it for a while. 
uh, was an EMT firefighter for a brief period for Tampa and, but God wouldn't let me go. And I, I realized I was going to be an old man and wonder what if, mm. if I didn't go and give this question to God, three years of formation and was blessed just with some amazing guys, really great professors, people that kick my butt because <laughs> it's, it's not like a, just an academic process to become a priest. It's this whole human formation. So they're evaluating you. So you may think you're God's gift to the world. And they're like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> you see some Terry areas. street here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want to work on some things. And um, my third year, uh, really praying, discerning, felt the call to marriage. Like, I really think it is the married vocation where I'm going to be most me. Mother Teresa said, uh, when you pray, be specific. So I prayed for a sign that was blonde and loud. And... <laughs> Could not I remet the woman who became my wife. Remet. Remet. Because we had already met um, a year and a half into my seminary journey at the Theology of the Body Institute in Pennsylvania. We remet there as I'm discerning out. And it was a, a week long course that Peter Crafe was teaching. Mm. Oh, wow. So, under the, the watchful eyes of Peter Crafe, my wife and I fell in love. <laughs> These dropping syllogisms <laughs> and things about body surfing. You're like, oh, so Jackie tried to get his attention at lunch and he just was kind of like philosophizing in the clouds and wouldn't yeah. really entertain her a whole lot. And I sat on the other side of him and I said, I have your book. I surf, therefore I am. And he lit up like a little kid. Like <laughs> no one talks to me about that book. And I had his attention and Jackie got all like pouty. Like <laughs> I wanted to talk to Peter Kraft, but, um, um, so I'm in Florida. Jackie's born and raised in California. Like any rational man, I drove across country for a woman. Because my mom's like, you haven't smiled like this since you were 10. Awesome. So there's something here. Go get her. We did a novena to St. Joseph on the ninth day. This job at an all-boys Catholic school opened up. And I was blessed to get in, the random Florida man. <laughs> and was a campus minister. And I taught theology for almost 10 years at that school. Wow. And it was great. Like, I loved it. Um, but then there's seasons where the Lord calls you elsewhere and called us to the beautiful state of Texas. Yeehaw. There's freedom. <laughs> Was there a specific time period in, in uh, U.S. history that you made that move? <laughs> cough. COVID. Cough. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I mean, at our amazing parish now yeah. where, I mean, our kids didn't have really kids their age to play with yeah. at the church. We, the, we were equidistant between a few churches, but none of them really felt like home. Mm. There weren't a ton of kids for our kids to play with. And now we're here in Texas, North Dallas, going to St. Anne's in Capel. All four of us are parishioners there. Yep. And I mean, it's a gem. And having seen the church like around the country and around the world, like this parish, there's something there. So feeling very blessed to be here in Texas. We're now just full time doing our traveling, speaking, um, like content creation ministry. Can you talk more about that? What's the focus of that? Is there music involved? I mean, like the whole package includes, yes, it's everything. Like <laughs> I do triangle. Yeah. <laughs> Dinner time. Occasional cowbell. <laughs> Play a mean triangle. My wife is a gifted musician. She is. And um, will canter when we aren't having another baby because babies are always coming. Mm -hmm. um, but she's been leading worship and has two albums out with Spirit and Song, which is a division of like Oregon Catholic Press, mm -hmm. OCP. But she's a very gifted worship leader and has done that for years and years. And 
just felt the Lord calling her to like leave her youth ministry job and go into full-time speaking 15 plus years ago. And do y'all speak together separate? Yes. I mean, like what is the setup of the speaking kind of ministry? Do we speak to each other? <laughs> oh, we're, sure. we're hoping that's there. <laughs> <laughs> the, the story I saw the story recently of this um, like Japanese couple. They didn't talk. The, the, the man didn't talk to the wife for almost like 20 years. What? Like he couldn't even remember why he was angry. Wow. It was legendary. Whoa. Anyway. Commitment. Yeah, talk about yeah. grudge match. That's I know. That's fantastic. Yeah. My, no, wife, you know, my wife was so sad when she was reading it. I was like, wow. That's I'm not even mad. I'm yeah. just impressed. I'm just impressed. <laughs> what commitment. <laughs> anyway, we will speak together, which is a great gift. Um, now with five little ones at home, usually it's, it's Jackie who will go out and I will keep the kids alive at home. Good. Um, rare occasions I get asked to speak, which is always like, you sure? You want me? Um, You're good for men's podcasts, by the way. I just put S's everywhere. <laughs> Every syllable has an S. She comes across as a bit more uh, extroverted than you, Bobby. You don't say. <laughs> you don't say. And that, that again, the complementarity of, of marriage and yes. how different temperaments and, and whatnot play off each other. And it is a great gift when we do get to present together. Like we were just in Houston for like a married couple's day retreat. Nice. So there you got like, very cool. you can bounce off each other and there's like the rapport and there's a bit of like the Chip and Jojo, like ribbing each other, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is just, it's just great to present that. Like while you're trying to present the beauty of the faith and a marriage built on God, there's also the very human element of like day-to-day living in a house where there's chaos yep. and yep. toilet paper everywhere. <laughs> it's not me most of the time. <laughs> sure. I think sure. we're, I think we're going to reserve the bonus episode to go into <laughs> Bobby's tips for raising kids. Not even joking about this. We're going to, we're going to save some of that marriage and marriage and kids tips from Bobby. I like that. When you speak uh, solo, what is the primary topics or things that uh, you're asked to talk about or that you like to gravitate towards? Usually it's men's talks, like men's formation. Like, well, some days if, if, retreats if both of us are there there's the usually like maybe they'll split the guys with me the girls with jackie or um but i i love men's ministry men's talks like and i can see that thread through the seminary Mm. all dudes yep spending a lot of time in like understanding like masculine formation what does it mean to pray as a man um even like my identity is as a man it's not like an accident god willed us into this like body and masculine soul. And then so to speak that encouragement and across a whole bunch of different issues and topics, I kind of love like what men's talks usually are and then just trying to like blow it up and like, <laughs> yeah, what do these guys need and not make it just... Well, that makes it way more interesting, right? Right. Well, that's really cool. Well, speaking of interesting, we're going to play a little game with you. Oh, no. Yep, it's pretty interesting. It's called "Blessed Are the Joke Makers." Well, look at the time for this. <laughs> they show in here at the points, and the good news for you is you get to be the judge. Oh, yeah. good! You're just you judging, don't have to play. Judging, judging our masculinity. <coughs> mm. Yeah, you have to give points Jeff, though. Don't you want to have a shot at winning, I, right? Oh, oh, oh. oh. Nicholas. Um, this one's going to be a big one. We're going to go 147. It's really one of the biggest of all time. Wow. Okay. Hey, Pommy, the all pressure, right. you actually do have a lot of pressure now. All right. So the way this is going to work, we've got a character card here, and then we have a Catholic card game card. And so as the character, we have to answer whatever the prompt is, fill in the blank question, whatever it is. And then you have to tell us uh, which one you enjoyed 
most? Which one tickled your funny bone? Whatever it is. So, all right. Our character is, as an eccentric billionaire, seminarians talk about blank after class. After class, seminarians like to talk about all the different labor shortages on yachts these days, especially for dog walkers on yachts. And they also like to talk about bowling alleys made with crystal <laughs> bowling pens. I'm done. After class, seminarians like to talk about the quality of the buffet and uh, how they're going to evangelize the Amazon, and uh, they also like to figure out what particular scent they want to smell like, so uh, what, what the particular musk might be. After class, seminarians like to talk about how the tithe should really be doubled to 20% if you are a billionaire, <laughs> because 10% of a billion dollars really isn't enough to make an impact on me. On me? <laughs> As a billionaire, right? Yeah. The inward focus at the end is also a nice sw switch. You have to pick somebody for 147 whoppers. I got to go with Paul. Oh! All right, buddy. Good job. Paul, how you feeling? Pretty good. Felt like a billion dollars. <laughs> you seem like an eccentric uh, co-host. Thank you. you. Like, yeah. yeah. Well, you caught the, the Elon Musk reference in there, right? Nope. I don't think I'm that up to date on what's going on. Warren Buffett. Oh, I just heard Buffett or Buffet. Yeah, no, I was trying to go I Warren. I totally missed it. I Amazon. I missed all of that. <laughs> Did y'all catch it? So many layers. Well, I it, missed it, it all. It I missed me, them all. It took me back to the seminary in the buffet line. Well, yes, that's also what I was. So yes, because yeah, you do were, have to wait in line. Layers. So you did Buffet, Amazon, and what was the last one then? Elon Musk. Because, oh, dude, I missed it completely. I missed it completely. Like, I was going layers. for billionaires. There yeah. was layers. They're too smart. <laughs> <laughs> well, but I was also trying to lay on. I was like, okay, well, I spent some time in seminary. What do we have to do? And you won regardless. <laughs> oh, I would, if I had one, I would give my points Back. to you right now. <laughs> that hey, was amazing. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Bobby, for being our celebrity guest judge, you get a pair of Mother Teresa socks from Sacrilegious. Oh. And all you Beatitudes can get your own socks at sacrilegious.com slash Beatitudes. If you want to save the world, go home and love your family. I'll see you right after the break. Hey, y'all, this is Jeff Shufflebine. When Nick and I set out to start our new company, Undivided Life, we were really concerned about how would we cover the healthcare needs of our growing families. And we were so excited to find a company that fit both our medical needs and our faith beliefs perfectly. It's called Solidarity HealthShare. It is an ethical alternative to traditional health insurance. We're never part of sharing in the medical costs of anything that goes against the teachings of the Catholic Church, making it a great alternative for Catholics and Christians alike. Solidarity is very affordable, which is perfect for a large family or for a new and growing business like the one we've started. So visit joinsolidarity.com today so that you can get started with us. The team at Aquinas Wealth Advisors believes that good values and good returns are not mutually exclusive. Using a tech-smart and morally sound approach, they provide investment alternatives that align with Catholic teachings without sacrificing returns. 
These days, faith-driven investors are finding it hard to know where their money is going. They have no visibility into what their dollars are supporting, but there's a better way. Thanks to the faith and finance score from Aquinas Wealth Advisors, you can look into your current holdings to see what you're supporting and make a switch to an advisor that aligns with your values and gives power to your voice. Check out AquinasWealth.com today. Hi, it's Paul Kolker from the Beatitudes here, and I just wanted to share with you guys that I also, outside of the show, perform improv comedy on a regular basis with a group called Divine Comedy. So what we do is we come up with everything on the spot, so whether you're looking for faith-filled, fun, family-friendly comedy for your youth night, or whether you're looking for clean comedy for your corporate event, Divine Comedy can perform for your group and even get you in on the action. So if you'd like to hire us to come out and perform for your next event, check out Divine Comedy Improv. Divine Comedy, an inferno of fun. Welcome back, Beatitudes Nation. Sitting here with Bobby Angel, fellow Spoke Street podcaster. Hey, what's up, Colby? What's up, Colby? (laughs) (laughs) Gotta watch YouTube. Jeff bringing in uh, our new mascot. And, well, and uh, offic- official patron. Yeah, official yeah. patron and figurine of St. Maximilian Kobe. Anyways, uh, <laughs> getting back to track here with Bobby Angel. Um, and Bobby, you talked a little bit about your path and finding your wife and doing ministry together and doing talks together. But I know you've got like 15 things also going on. Like what's what's going on in your world? Uh, in the angel household. In the angel so household, cool. we just, <laughs> with great name comes great responsibility. Yeah, right? <laughs> right. Absolutely. Send your legion of angels, or I at mean, least just a minivan. I, let's just, for a second, Bobby Angel, that's right. the coolest name. Yeah, you were either going to be a Catholic public speaker or a magician in Las Vegas. There's an old country singer named Bobby Angel. Oh, well, there you if, go. If you Google <laughs> the name, you either get me or you get him. Okay. And I still wonder if people, like when they book me <laughs> if they really want him where's your southern twang where's your guitar <laughs> yeah just be how ready for you, either how do you not look 90 yeah <laughs> this, this guy's must be an angel yeah, i know he's 90 years old well and i expect there's certain events where they expect me mm. in, in walks mm, the 90 yeah. year old country singer yeah and okay. they've got to deal with it yeah where's jackie like, i don't well, know jackie i don't know jackie i'm here to play <laughs> One star. <laughs> One star. <laughs> I hear the train a coming, <laughs> rolling round the bend. Anyway, getting back on track with the <laughs> podcast. Here we go, Bobby. <laughs> we well, we just welcome our fifth child. Awesome this summer, uh, baby Benedict. That's right. And so everyone, we're all figuring it out. Life with another kid. Yes. And the other kids are smothering him with love. Oh, mauling him on an <laughs> hourly basis and um, violent, violent love. Well, there is an interesting <laughs> aspect with like child psychology where especially like younger kids, like toddlers, there is this kind of like love, but also like you are you have threatened my status as the youngest uh, in the family. Uh, so it's like you're hugging him, but you're hugging him too hard. Like what's going on there? <laughs> you're like, Hold on. Hold on. Calm it down. Yeah. Calm down, Esther. Um, so there's that. I've got a book coming out very soon, and um, early November it will be released. It's called Gaming and the Heroic Life. 
with Ave Maria Press. That's awesome. So nice. like go vi- video video gaming? So video games and what do they have to do with God? Can you be a disciple and love video games? Mm. And where is there the good, the true, and the beautiful in that realm? How do you apply it to life and being like virtuous online and in real life? So to clarify for our Franciscan listeners, it's not gomming and the heroic life. That's a deep track. What Sorry. is gomming? No, it's <laughs> gomming Austria is where they go on their like semester abroad. It's a place. Yeah. Oh, but it's spelled the same way and it's pronounced gomming. Sorry. Yeah, I went. It was very disappointing. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been gomming before. <laughs> Mom, I'm gomming. <laughs> I told you I'm gomming with my friends online. <laughs> This is one of those topics that I just never saw addressed because I was born mid eighties, really kind of grew up in the nineties and was playing video games like Nintendo, Super Nintendo. And it was just kind of Mario running side to side. Then you had Mortal Kombat come out. Mm. And so I witnessed like the widespread demonization of video games as a whole. They're all bad. They're all evil. You're going to, it's going to mess you up in life. And so I kind of grew up with that in the background. My parents just kind of let us grow up with them. It's like N64, PlayStation, my friends got Xboxes, college was like LAN parties. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and I went to the University of Florida, chomp chomp, go Gators. <laughs> I was there in the Tebow days. I stood next to him in a Chick-fil-A is my claim to fame. Is too, right? God's athlete with God's food. That's the perfect combo. Yeah. That's fantastic. Like God's speaker. It's great. To be <laughs> chomp chomp. <laughs> but I remember like a hurricane would be coming through, like a light hurricane, and they had to cancel classes. But, Small little thing. Yeah, yeah, but it wasn't enough to like flee campus. We just and I remember guys getting outside the window to hardline one Xbox into the next Xbox. <laughs> wow. To get eight people playing at the same time, which was a big deal then. But like there's a hurricane coming through, and you're like, dude, look further, stretch it further. Like <laughs> Just open the window a little bit more. dedication. (laughs) That's the heroic part of gaming. So as I am, exactly, exactly, (laughs) leaning out of a dorm window in a hurricane. (laughs) What could go right? Commit. Commit. Yeah. (laughs) I love what could go right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And so for me, there's been this like through line of enjoying video games as an art form and and then maturing in graphics and storytelling and soundtrack and everything. And then Mm. also in my faith and... Like, can I enjoy both? Because mm. in the athletic world, you can play football and love God, like Tim Tebow. Sure. Like, there's examples of that, like, crossover in the athletic world, and I just never, ever saw that with video games. Well, and it's even scriptural, right? The whole run so as to win, like, yeah. Yeah, all, yeah. all compete for a perishable crown. Like, there's, there's that whole idea of athletics even in the Bible. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and so it's not this negligible part of the culture anymore. Like, the world over knows who Sonic the Hedgehog is, Mm. knows who Pikachu is, knows Super Mario and all the theme music. And the Mario Brothers movie that just came out is now the high, had the highest grossing animate, like, weekend of any animated film ever. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, not a a Disney movie. Yep. A movie about a video game. Yeah. Crazy. Most of the tickets were purchased, by the way, by 18 to 30 year olds. (laughs) I went three times that weekend. I teared up in the theaters. Right, right. Like the, yeah. mu- the, the way the music kicks in and everything. And oh, it just... when Bowser says, jam with me. <laughs> dun-dun-dun-dun. 
Peaches, 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 peaches. <laughs> My kids are going to be like, I heard Paul Coker singing Peaches. Their heads are going to explode. It's like your Tim Tebow moment getting Chick-fil-A. My kids are going to have that listen to Paul Coker sing Peaches. <laughs> That's funny. Peach. But yeah, so it's, so you're saying it's like it's blowing up as part of the culture. Like It's it, not this negligible, like, yeah. your, your parents' basement thing, because now we who have played are now adults and have kids who want to play. And so now it's this, like, generational yeah. bonding as well as, oh, boy, like, how do I shepherd my children into this world yeah. and teaching them moderation and virtue. And, yeah. and, and I also saw like kind of the, the spectrum of like demonizing it as a whole of like video games are all evil mm. and, and then it, or it's unvirtuous to play period. Mm. And also then the, the like kind of the, who cares? Just let your 10 year old play grand theft auto. Right. What could go wrong? It's mm. like, okay, the, hold on. There's got to be a middle ground. Yeah. <laughs> like the same, same with film. Like the meat, the medium is not the enemy. Yep. And you look at video games and how far they've come. Like that, the medium is not the enemy. Cause just as there's bad, badly made movies, there's also like unvirtuous, like morally problematic movies. Mm-hmm. There's also like brilliance and beauty. And for me, it's clear. And I just kind of was waiting for someone else to put the pieces together. And I was like, it's you. Okay, well, I'm just going to write it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's and awesome. You've been waiting on you and the rest of us have too. <laughs> well, and, and now you see guys like Jonathan Blevins and other people who are getting into the streaming scene to evangelize. I've seen priests and I've seen nuns like using the space for good. Yep. Um, yeah. So again, the space is not necessarily the problem. It's also like, how do I use the internet well? How do I use technology well? So for me, I'm, I'm really excited about the book. I'm excited to as a, so I've, the big three reasons why I wrote it, and I've been mulling this over, is um, one, to show you can be a, a lover of video games and love God. Mm-hmm. The two are connected. Um, that you can be a disciple and love the Lord and love video games. Yep. It's not this either or mm. um, relationship. To, to um, the second reason I wrote the book was also to showcase for anyone who's just kind of like meh about God and religion. Like you love this game. Like you find beauty in it. Like where does beauty come from? Mm, like you love yep. the music in it. Like let's talk about that and the power of music and beauty and aesthetics. And hey, you love this, like the community aspect of gaming. Hmm. Like that's your squad. Like that's every hour. Like, I mean, every, every day at this time we meet up, like, for you, for some people, it's the community. Yeah. Um, and other people, it's the mission. Like, it's the vocation aspect of it. Like, yeah. only you can save the town from the evil chickens. <laughs> like, it's, it's we want to save the world. Like, right, that, that yeah. call to be hero, which is, like, to be virtuous, to be excellent, to be, like, to have a quest. Like, to have, yes. I, have a, I have a purpose to my life. Like, that's what people are craving and, and starving for in this time period. Yeah. Like we've stripped the world of mystery, of quest, of God. And so if there's the, the world is not giving it to us, video games are. Because there there's mythic stories and good and evil is, is on display. And I can make a difference in this world. And the third reason I wrote the book was to be a healing resource for families. Because I've seen families where there is a rift between parents and kids over this topic. Mm-hmm. And the kid guy or girl feels misunderstood, feels like mom or dad doesn't care. They just kind of discount like, or dismiss this, um, this thing I love wholesale. And the parent is concerned for whoever 
for a host of reasons, potentially. Usually it's the content of what my child is playing or the hours they're putting into it. Yeah, because it can really suck away your time if you're not careful. Oh, yeah. So I devote a chat. So I come out the gate very affirmative of like, hey, you love this. I love it, too. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about like if there's a game, there's a game designer. Mm, nice. Love you know, it. You know, <laughs> so I'm, I'm sprinkling in like God, theology of the body throughout. There's a chapter I do dedicate six chapters in where that's like the pitfalls of like, yeah, they're making games more and more addictive. Like, yeah, they're it can be the content could be problematic. Like, so I, I do get into the the negatives. So like that can be part of it. Mm. But then the, the three ending chapters are kind of the call to like go out. Um that we're called to serve, we're called to make a difference, we're called to be incarnational, like as good as games are. And I use like the COVID time, like we had mass online. Okay, that was nice. And for people who are homebound, that's great. For sure. But we cannot receive the Eucharist online. Mm -hmm. Like we have to like live in our flesh. And so also like addressing that confusion of, of the body of the time we're living in. And so yeah. like, I don't like my body. I prefer to be in my digital body. Yeah, my, my avatar. That, right? And that's, yeah. that's a real phenomenon for this generation. Like, yeah. I'd rather, I'm more comfortable living online than in real life. Well, yeah. and, and a lot of these games, you get to design what your character looks like and, you know, down to, like, ear piercings and what, I mean, like, all kinds of crazy little <coughs> details that yeah. you throw on these characters. Yeah, the customization's through the roof. I heard, I heard somebody describe the metaverse as, like, the point in time at which you care more about your online presence than your real-life presence. And, like, that's terrifying. It's sci-fi. It's sci-fi. <laughs> yeah. Wally yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Wally. I remember oh. telling a priest, like, you know, do you know anybody who's creating what the Catholic Church is in the metaverse or the most popular of the metaverse places you can go to? And they scoffed at me. And I was like, you don't get it. If we don't define it, somebody else defines it. And the reality that people are going to be experiencing is something that's going to be called the Catholic Church, but they won't have any semblance of what it really is. Yeah. And so I'm not saying the church needs to be in the metaverse, but people need to evangelize there, just like people are getting married and divorced and having business meetings and all sorts of stuff. I don't want to go in there. I, tr <laughs> I actually messed around in my last company about like selling green energy in the metaverse, which gets really meta when I tell you that we're actually offsetting your real energy use with oh. green coins inside the metaverse. Oh, wow. Had lawyers lined up and everything, and then I left the company. <laughs> <laughs> and that, those are the moments where I just want a um, EMP, like global <laughs> solar flare. Right. Take it all down. Take it down. <laughs> and now we must live in real life. And so um, I just want to say, like, the healing I've seen around this topic yeah. of, like, parents to their children, of, like, for the, the parent to mm -hmm. just say, like, hey, why do you love that game so much? Like, genuinely listen. And then to affirm it instead of wagging a finger at it. Scoffing mm -hmm. at them. Yeah, because you scoff at it, and then you just, you've turned, turned that person off. If you scoff at video games as a whole, as an evangelist, you're turning off a whole batch of people that need to hear the gospel. Yeah. And um, so as a resource for families, I believe this can at least start those conversations, I pray. And the last chapter I use, Blessed Carlo Acutis, is kind of like yeah. the way forward. Like, here is a young man on the way to sainthood. He's an Italian teen who died of leukemia, age 15. Um, loved the Lord. Went to daily mass. Played video games. Pikachu was his favorite character. Like, his PlayStation controller could be a third-class relic. Mm -hmm. And... That's wild. <laughs> but he would, like... 
he knew when to put the controller down. He knew when to go serve the poor. He knew how to treat everyone around him with dignity. And his funeral was one of those, like, all these random homeless people are coming out of the woodwork. Because he treated everyone he met with the same, like, look of, of Christ. Mm. And I, when my wife and I, so, so he is, is a model of, like, yeah, you can love video games and be a disciple. And we need more of them. Yep. I feel like the old guy in the room, like, you know, in my duck hunt days, whatever. So <laughs> I'm also like a- appealing to, to the youngins to like, I don't know Twitch and discord like yep. the back of my hand. And I hope more people get into the game, pun intended. <laughs> Last thing on Carlo Acutis was um, when my wife and I were in Rome for our 10 year anniversary trip, we didn't, we took a day trip to Assisi. Neither of us had been. I did not know he was buried there. Oh, cool. He's from Milan. So I assumed that's where he was entombed. He loved Assisi. He wanted to be buried there. So he's in Assisi. He's not in the church of Francis or Claire, but there's a different church that his body is there. And the the casket has an open pane of glass on the side. So you see his body. Wow. And he's wearing like tennis shoes. Yep. (laughs) And like jeans. And it's just... And so I, I put this rosary on top of his tomb and we went in January. So it was cold. There was like no tourists there. Oh, cool. It was great. So we had time to just sit and pray. And I asked for his intercession on this project, the book, everyone who's going to read it. And just again, for us as men, as parents, as this generation to like go into these digital spaces and use them well. It's awesome. Bobby, I'm pretty sure after this show airs, my kids are going to have a better argument to me about video games. <laughs> so not sure how I feel, but I am looking forward to reading the book. You're welcome. Everybody, you're, you're welcome. Uh, Gaming and the Heroic Life, Bobby Angel. And where will people be able to find this when it releases, do you think? Ave Maria Press. It'll be on Amazon and all the places. Awesome. I love all of that. Well, you know, speaking of books, and this was actually not pre-planned, our question of the day for TBD Beatitudes question is just simply to reflect or share about a book in your lives. All of us do this. Um, that isn't the Bible <laughs> because that's the, that's the right answer uh, <laughs> that has been formative in your life. So a book could be anything, spiritual business, whatever, uh, self-help. I don't care, whatever it is. Anybody want to go first? Sure. Yeah. Um, for me, it was in college we read Death of a Salesman. Mm. I know it's a play, but we read the book. Yep. So it's a book. Uh, <laughs> Technicality. Yeah. 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 It was extremely formative because part of that was like the Christmas break kind of class pre-reading. And then first weekend of class, we do this retreat and it's, you know, going through like what were the pitfalls um, of... And I'm blanking on the main character's name right now. Um, yeah, I should know this too. We we've all bloody, studied. Bloody, silly. Nailed it. Uh, Anyways, uh, that guy. You know, yeah, na- the salesman. The salesman. <laughs> I can't believe it. Like I'm trying but, to say solely, but that's not it. It's um. Well, yeah. We'll okay, know. we'll figure it out yeah. later. Yeah. Anyways, so you know, what what are those pitfalls? How do you avoid them in your own life, especially yeah. in college? You're going through this like. Who am I? Who am I called to be? It's, you know, I love that, like, you know, we have vocations, whether that's to the priesthood or not, right? We always talk, I think, about vocations solely in that 
light, but I really love like that discernment process and trying to tell people like, yes, you can be discerning something that's not that. And that just, that's your journey, right? That's your discernment and path. So, um, it's awesome. That was very, very formative. Death of a salesman. Yeah. Bobby, what about you? Um, gaming and the heroic life. (laughs) (laughs) Incredible. Very formative. Available for (laughs) $14.95. You've read that? Have I read it? <laughs> <laughs> Probably a few times. I wrote it. <laughs> Chapter um, what? <laughs> I, I love Man's Search for Meaning by mm. Viktor Frankl, who was an Austrian um, psychotherapist, was thrown into Auschwitz, lived through the Holocaust. Um, his wife died, but he went on to resume his practice after he got out and wrote this book, which is his part like story, his testimony is a Jewish man, as well as, um, right? Is he Jewish? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 98% yeah. sure he's Jewish. Yeah, I think so. And then he is. Um, yeah. his, uh, uh, his whole logo therapy is what he created, or just kind of talked about, like, man cannot live without meaning. And mm-hmm. he saw people in the c- concentration camps who, you've lost everything, but if you retain hope and my life has meaning, you get through one day at a time. The, yeah. the, the prisoners who gave up hope, who just lost that will to live, they were usually ready to, so it's one of those, like it just um, knocks you on your butt for any like first world, like, oh, my life is hard. Like when I, when I taught my high school boys, like the seniors and they were, some of them were checking out of the Catholic faith or just thinking like, oh, my life is horrible. My life, whatever. I'm like, read this book. Yeah. <laughs> Give you some perspective here. Yeah. I remember yeah. reading that book, a guy that was on the show, Steve Cass, he bought it for about 20 of us at my old company about seven years ago. and just said to read it. And so we all kind of read it at the same time, not knowing that he'd given it to 20 of us. Mm. And it changed all the conversations because that whole idea too, like hope also comes from willing the good of another, which may be as simple as moving over a half inch so that somebody has more room to sleep, or it might be giving somebody eye contact in the most miserable moment, but like even that is a sign of like care for others. And he did talk about like even people marching in to the gas chamber, you know, praying the Hail Mary together or praying the Our Father together. So that book is very powerful. And it's funny when Nick and I first reconnected to kind of get all this going with our new business, I reread Death of a Salesman because of you and it's Loman. Yeah. Oh, that's it. Willie Loman. Willie, Willie Loman. That's what did it. I say? Solely? Yeah, it's close. Yeah. yeah. You were in a in a ballpark. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, right. a ballpark. A ballpark. <laughs> there was one. It's awesome. Great books. What do you got? Okay. So I'm, I'm going to say two real quick because one was from like formative in college years and that was G.K. Chesterton's Orthodoxy, which I will admit at the time I did not fully understand because yeah. that guy. I would like to read that. It's, it is well worth it. I will say that I didn't read it well enough at the time but there were the chunks that did stick out to me just really stuck with me like the images he has about um the lord's um love being a sword that severs and sets free and just i mean he he's just such a beautiful way with words yes Mm -hmm. um so that one i I devoured it when i probably should have been studying for finals i think is what happened it was a form of procrastination but Uh, i loved it uh, (laughs) and then and then more recently, the book, um, this is this is not necessarily a, a spiritual work, but just from like pragmatic, practical side of things, um, never split the difference, negotiating as if your life oh, depends yeah. on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Highly recommend that book because um, you think when you when you read the title that it's just gonna be like, oh, well, this is how I can use negotiation to get what I want. Sure. 
And and it is sort of that, but a lot of what he brings up in the course of the book is, no, this is how you communicate effectively to find out what the other person actually wants, because oftentimes that's kind of hidden or they don't even know. And then in the process of that communication, then you say, oh, that's the issue. And now we can both kind of figure out how to get what we want. Um, and it's it's just such uh, an effective communication tool. Um, so many things in there. And and he's coming at it from an FBI hostage negotiator side of things. So, I mean, obviously you're reading it and there's a little more military sure. kind of language and mm-hmm. stuff in there. But, uh, well, I mean, which is fun. But, you know, you hear the words tactical empathy and it might throw some people off. Yeah. But, but it's just really about effective communication. It's phenomenal. And it oh. kind of catches you off guard. Yeah. <laughs> no, what'd you say? It's funny. Nick and I are both like scanning the bookshelf yeah. because we've put a lot of books that we really love up else? in the what background else? of this podcast. If you were watching on YouTube, you'd know. Um, let's see. I, I threaten people, Bobby. It's like the third threat. I know. <laughs> you can find us on YouTube by going to youtube.com slash at the underscore Beatitudes. At the underscore. I'll meet you at the underscore. <laughs> that's Hey, that's going to be the name of the bar we open. The underscore. Where is it? Meet me at the underscore. The Beatitudes. Or Beatitudes. Okay, anyways, uh, you made me want to say two. Mere Christianity. Just orthodoxy mm. hit me. Mere Christianity. I was like, oh, I should C.S. listen to Lewis. this every single year or yeah. read it or whatever. I read, listen. Audiobooks. Audiobooks are good. It yep. works. Uh, mine that jumps out at me is that I just read a book in the last week that became a top 10 for me, no matter what I kind of fil- uh, filter it through. It's From Strength to Strength by Arthur C. Brooks. And Sky is a genius about like the pursuit of becoming happier and satisfied without ever being able to reach happiness because that's in death and in your perfection in heaven. He is a staunch Catholic who talks explicitly about his own faith as forming all of this and references all these different saints. But he also goes into the life of Buddha and all these Eastern philosophies, and he doesn't hold back on his knowledge there. He went and prayed with Tibetan monks to learn how to be better and closer to the rosary as he prays. So it's like not only a good book, it is a great model for how you actually can talk about your faith without any reservation and without any part of it being offensive or, or derailing. It's the most inviting thing. I loved it. And mm. I mean, it only came out in 2022. So I, uh, I'm trying to tell everybody I know this book is crazy good. So from strength to strength. Awesome. Well, good. Hey, in the couple minutes we have left in this show, we're going to do our reverse Simpsons, Bobby. We always do the Monday shows end differently because the Simpsons starts every show differently. This week, we're mixing it up with an old school game of Mad Libs. So mm. I'm going to need you guys to popcorn out pretty quickly with these <coughs> so we can get through yep. if you know how Mad Libs works. Yep. Yep. So I'm just going to write down the first one I hear, or you can come up with the system. Ready? Plural noun. This P- is Paul's jam. Pigeons. Pigeons, of course. I can't spell that. A famous place. Uh, A CC. There you go. A CC. A verb in the past tense. Metanoia. <laughs> it's a Greek verb, but Do I yeah. put a D on it? <laughs> yeah, do apostrophe D. Metanoia. <laughs> a famous person. Homer. Yep. Nice. He's pretty famous. An emotion? I just um, made this part up. An emotion? Yeah, what's an emotion? Um, fear. Okay, an adverb? I put too many of these. Keep going. Readily? Yep, that works. All right, an adjective? Sweaty. Just be ready for... <laughs> These things, a noun. Um, baseball. And then an adjective? Brown. Yep. And another noun? Um, <laughs> People at home are like, what BMW. Is, what is yep. And then how about uh, a 
verb that's past tense. Engine ed shipped. Of course, shipped. A noun. (laughs) Plug. A plug. (laughs) I love this. There's just a couple more. We're almost done. A verb ending in ing. Skipping. Nice. An animal. Leopard. A noun. Pancake. I might fast forward some of this. Absolutely. Uh, No, we'll figure it out. An adverb. Y'all just need to be funnier. An adverb. Heartily. A body part. Second toe. Second toe. A verb. Sprint. And then a noun. Skydiving. Wait. That's like a, is that a noun? It's a, it's an activity, sure. right? Like, uh, Sure. Uh, what's another noun? Beard. Yes. And then last but not least, uh, a plural noun. Buttons. This is the story, my friends, <laughs> of St. <Saint> Francis. <laughs> Me and Paul were just rolling. <laughs> Bobby's just... Have you ever wished you could talk to pigeons? It is believed that St. Francis could. Oh. St. Francis was born while his father was away in Assisi. <laughs> his mother metanoid him shortly after his birth, naming him after Homer. When his father returned, he was fearful. Naming his son after I don't know what word I wrote. Oh, after a BMW. <laughs> after a BMW. So he named his son Francesco. After the country of France where he shipped. <laughs> Growing up, Francis had everything he could want. And as a teen, he led a sweaty life. Francis decided to join a crusade. He purchased a brown set of armor, a baseball, and boasted he would return <laughs> famous. One day into the crusade, he had a plug. God wanted him home. Once he was skipping his horse... He spied a dirty poncho (laughs) who smelled heartily. Then St. Francis got down off his leopard and gave this man a kiss on his second toe. St. Francis regularly went to a crumbling church to spray. (laughs) One day he heard Jesus talking to him from the crucifix skydiving my beard Jesus said St. Francis led the life of a beggar he served God and eventually established the order of buttons do you know what the worst part was? what? that I couldn't even read my own writing? yeah yeah, by a lot (laughs) (laughs) I felt like I was there (laughs) ever since he got off that leopard and kissed that man's second toe though he set the world on fire and I think that's what we're all called to do. Yeah, get off your leopard every once in a while. Yeah, listen buy, to the call. Buy some brown armor and yeah. a baseball and go out. A lot of us misread when we think it says leper. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> it's just Greek leopard. Yeah, it's leopards. It's been mistranslated this whole time. <laughs> whole colony of them. The music ended at the the right time. <laughs> Wow. Well, that was something. <laughs> it was. That is a thing that happened. Um, Bobby, thanks for joining us again. To was, the family members yeah. that are still listening. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> to the 33% of you that we've, we've retained this long, thank you for being with us. Please subscribe if you haven't yet. And uh, until next time, we will see you in, in the, the Eucharist. Eucharist. God, God bless. bless. Thanks for tuning in. 
If you'd like to join us at our undersized table, subscribe to the video version of the show on YouTube by typing at, that's the symbol at, so shift and two on your keyboard, at the underscore Beatitudes on YouTube. We'll see you there. This podcast is part of the Spoke Street Network. For more great podcasts, visit Spokestreet.com.